joyful manifestation is being broadcast live on iHeart, iTunes, and many, many other stations. Hi, this is Aya for the Joyful Manifestation Show. Welcome back. Have you been studying the Joyful Manifestation Principles or have you been working with the Joyful Manifestation Principles? You can see the effect of the lack of joyful manifestation. It can just pop up and hit you in the face. You can see evidence of it for different people in different walks of life everywhere. Then if you see people using the principles of joyful manifestation, then you can see the effects of that also. So really, if somebody wants to have a good life, somebody wants to have a happy, fulfilling, satisfied life full of success and abundance, then following the principles of joyful manifestation is really the thing to do. The law of attraction, you can see it manifest everywhere. It happens here, it happens there. It's being attracted here, it's being attracted there. This is being attracted and that is being attracted to this one and to that one. And you can see evidence of that everywhere. Have you ever driven down the road, thought of something, and then a few seconds later or a few minutes later, even you see it, you see what you thought of. For example, I was thinking of this furniture store and never see their truck anywhere, but I was thinking of them. And then I think in around a minute, or less, I saw their truck waiting outside a housing complex waiting to be let in while the driver punched the codes. This is how the law of attraction works. The energy that is bringing all of this to you, it is already there created by your thoughts. Or it's being created by your thoughts. So it could have been created by your past thoughts because you've been thinking about it a lot. and then. It can be created by your current thought. So you suddenly thought of something and there it appears. That is the law of attraction. You cannot get around it. The law of attraction is here to stay. Everything is brought together because of the law of attraction. And things are being repelled because of the law of attraction also. But it's, it is kind of the law of attraction working but with an opposite effect. So if somebody is not getting something, it's because they've thought about the not getting it and the not getting it is being attracted. And this is what I tell my clients. Oh, he's not calling me. She's not calling me. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. Well, don't think about the not getting of it. Think about the getting of it, think about the having of it, think about the staying of it, think about it being in your life right now and you are enjoying it right now. It is with you and you are enjoying it and today we are going to be doing that. We are going to be bringing everything into your current moment. Trust me, the law of attraction works. I found that you will see evidence of it everywhere. And these are things that are contained in your aura. So if you have something in your aura 
and it has been created because of past events, then those imprints, I call them emotional imprints, remain in your aura and then they come alive, they come awake. They become active and create or attract an experience to you. So this is what happens with the law of attraction. All of these things are busy happening and they continue to happen because of the imprints that already exist in the aura. There's a soul and it's the subconscious mind and there are so many things contained in the subtle energy of the soul that brings forward all of these things again and again as these emotional imprints awakens. When people say emotions are good, Yes, they are good. They're fantastic. Emotions are what adds color to life. And everything comes alive because of emotions, because you feel things into existence. And you feel about this and you feel about that and you feel about everything. And all of these things come into existence for you. And so emotions being the color of life. But what happens when there is too much color? What happens? Even on a painting, you can't put too much color. There is only so much color that the painting is going to stand. That the blank canvas can stand. Only so much color. You can't put layers and layers of the blue. You know what's going to happen. It's not going to look good. It's going to be very thick. It's not going to look good. It's not going to capture the elements of light. And the textures are going to go wrong. Everything goes bad. It doesn't look good anymore. Everything takes on a different form from what it was originally intended. So an artist, while painting, he's got this blank canvas, he puts in the figures, he sketches in the figures with his pencils, and then starts to paint things. And if he uses too much of a particular color, or if he uses the wrong color, Everything is going to get disproportionate and everything is going to look bad. And this is what happens with life. Though emotions are good, they're great, they are the colors of life and they add texture, etc. However, these emotions can also get to people and cause what we call too much drama. Emotions cause too much of something to be attracted. For example, if, let's say, wants this house and they have these beautiful, pleasant emotions about having the house. So the joyful emotions of having the house and of enjoying it, then yes, it does happen. And sooner or later, the person is going to get the home of his choice. But if the emotions are about not having it or about the difficulty of being in another house that is painful, that is tiny, crowded, ugly, blah, blah, blah. And what happens is the person is now forced to enjoy or not enjoy, continue to not enjoy where he is, puts out these needy or bad emotions about where he is. And the law of attraction being so efficient and bringing back what people put out brings back more of it. So more and more of it is attracted. And the person basically is not able to get into the house that he would really like to get into that he would really enjoy. A law of attraction is constantly working. It just depends on what it is that a person is projecting and what is being created. The obstacles that get into the path of somebody who is creating something 
well, these obstacles have to be cleared. And thinking that you're not going to get this and that you're constantly stuck in a situation and that situation is going to keep repeating, it is not a very nice place to be. So don't keep thinking of what you don't have, what you're not going to get, and what are the bad things that are currently in your experience. Try to ignore it. Try to put it behind you and look to what you really like. Now, as you look to what you really like, what you really like is going to be attracted to you. It is the efficient part of the law of attraction. That is also the law of attraction working. You will see evidence of the law of attraction bringing you these things. If you like the color blue and you enjoy the color blue, you may see a lot of things that are the color blue. You'll see blue cars, blue clothes, blue well, the sky is blue. But the particular shade of blue that you like, you will see that in many, many things being reproduced and given to you back again and again, literally being spoon-fed to you. And you can create a universe. Just imagine what kind of power you have. You know how people are always complaining about the world? Well, just imagine if you see too much of a particular ugly color, and this is just an example. So let's say you don't like gray. And you've been seeing a lot of grays. And take what I'm saying about gray to a bigger scale, a grander scale. So you see too much of gray. And this gray is being repeated everywhere. You see gray cars, gray roads, gray people, gray clothes, <laughs> gray people. If you're talking of gray and the dullness of gray, the gray, gray, gray feeling. And gray skies, you know, constantly gray skies. And if you're seeing all of these things, let's say you like the color green and you like the color blue. Your preference for green and blue, start to think about it. Start to think about enjoying the color blue and the color green. And as you enjoy the color green and blue, that is where you will see it being reproduced. Everywhere you will see the color green and the color blue. Now, what happens is you're using your liking and your preferences. You're putting it out there. You're enjoying it, literally enjoying it as it exists. You're experiencing it again and again. And you put it out there. As you put it out there and as you enjoy the colors green and blue, you start to see cars. And of course, you have more trees now. There's going to be more greenery because that's green clothing. People wearing this and wearing that. So you'll see a lot of blue clothing. You might see posters and banners that have a lot of blue and green coloring going on. You can see houses with, let's say, a blue color roof with blue textures, a little bit of green here and there. And you will literally see this gray landscape of yours convert to blue and green. And skies may clear up. You will have some nice blue skies. You might start to see 
or you might get the opportunity to drive past oceans, lakes, see a lot of blue in that, even more greenery. So literally, your gray landscape changes. And if you can do this with your landscape, think about all that you can do with so many things in life. Literally, you can paint your world a different color. You can paint your world many different colors. And you can see everything revitalize, become bright and new and shiny and have the textures and colors that you want. Wonderful, green and blue all over again. So if a person likes pink, a person sees pink everywhere, silver, gold, wonderful colors. So many things that you can use to color your life with. And talking of life, we will be stepping into money manifestation, work and career. We will take a couple of minutes break, listen to some music and come back soon. So hold on tight.
this is Ayur for the Joyful Manifestation Show. Welcome back. We're into money manifestation now. Work and career. The color green, the color of money, the color of joy, the color of wealth, the color of abundance. Green could mean the leaves on a tree that grows in abundance. Literally, money can grow on trees. If you plant the right tree, money can grow on it, just like leaves can grow on a tree. Now, as many trees as you plant, as big the trees are, that much money can grow. And it can grow and grow and grow. Vast quantities of money, green, all for you. You can convert anything into money, literally. Take any resource, it can convert into money. Take a service, it can convert into money. Take a product, it can convert into money. What is a resource that you have? What is the service you have? What is a product that you can come up with? You can buy and sell products for a profit. What is it that you can do that can bring you money? Look around you. See the opportunity. What can you do that can bring you money? Can you dance? Can you paint? Can you do accounting? Are you good at law? Are you good at counseling people? Are you good at creating things with your hands? Sculptures? Are you good at working? For hours together, repeating a particular movement again and again and again till you get it to perfection, till you get perfection. So can you sit or stand in one place and just keep repeating something over and over again for hours and make money doing that? What is it really that you can do? Can you use your mind? Can you use your body? Can you use your business skills? Are you good at wheeling and dealing? Are you good at trading? Can you buy something really cheap and sell it by putting a profit on it? Could you beat your competitors? Can you provide a service than someone else? So what is it that you can do? What is it that you can convert into money? Your time and effort can convert into money. You're thinking about things can bring you those opportunities, can bring that to you, literally bring it to you. And you can convert it into money. You can make something happen. And you can make it happen really, really fast. You can make it happen really, really efficiently. And you can make this happen in abundance. And this all, it is all just to get that green into your pockets and into your bank. And using money, you can literally buy anything in the world. Money can solve almost anything, any problem. If you have the money, you can buy things, you can do things with it. You can move from a smaller house to a larger house if it is causing you discomfort. And you can buy things for people, make them happy, buy them gifts chocolates, 
even Valentine's Day, you have to give chocolates. You need money for that. It doesn't matter. We're not talking of $5 and we're not talking of $50,000 or $500 million. We're just talking of money right now. And if it's a box of chocolates you want to give somebody and if it costs $5, well, fictitious Jane needs $5 to do that with and she has to manifest that $5 so that she can use that to buy the chocolates that she wants to. Or the man who loves fictitious Jane has to have those $5 so that he can buy her those chocolates. So literally, money can get translated into actual things and attracting money. Having that money in your aura so that it comes to you easily, so that it flows to you easily, so that there is a constant flow of this money and there are no obstacles that are coming in the way. So literally, money has to get into this pipe and flow to you in such a way that it keeps a certain momentum and there's a certain volume of it coming to you all the time. And the ability to actually increase on working, working on increasing that volume, meaning getting more business ideas, expanding to different levels, having different opportunities, having different methods and business ideas that can bring about more and more money. In this world, money comes to people through service. You know, whether it's selling business, whether it's selling a product or actually doing some service, basically money comes to people through that. And people can buy a house, rent it out, make money that way. Buy several homes, rent them out, make money that way, educate themselves, put themselves out. In this physical world, all of this visualization of money is going to get translated into some kind of a service. And from that, there comes money. So even if there's a woman and she marries a rich man, the rich man, he has to have a source of money. This money has to come to him. And having different methods by which you can create money, even if it includes marrying a rich person, that is perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. But creating the sources for money, making sure there are no blocks to that and not having a ceiling, a limit on the amount of money that can flow to you, opening yourself to all of this abundance so that all of this abundance is literally at your doorstep, knocking on your door and saying, let me in. How much money do you have in your vibrations? Can you do a quick check? In your mind, do you feel you could increase the amount of money that you're making? Double it, make it more and more and more increase the quantity, increase the flow. Are you able to do that? Do you think that your mind can open up to all of these wonderful business ideas and all of this richness can come to you? Are you able to do that? Are you able to bring in these vast quantities of money? Or do you feel you have obstacles to this money coming to you? Do a quick check. See where you are, what you're making. Can you use your mind right now to literally imagine how much money is around you that is waiting to come to you? 
how much money is around you waiting to come to you? What is it that you can think of right now that you can do that can open up all of this money to you? What are the blocks that you have put out? Are you blocking certain people from coming in who can actually help you with this money manifestation? Do you think you could have some business partners who could come in? For example, I met this person, he's a waiter. He wants to make more money. He's stuck in this job. And really, all of the tips are not going to him. They're going to the restaurant. He wants to make more money. But he's constantly waiting for something to happen, for something to happen. Why wait for something to happen? This person is not educating himself, not putting himself through any training that he needs to make more money. He needs the money. He's stuck in this job and is not earning the kind of tips he needs to earn. Still not training himself and makes excuses about time. Oh, I don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough time to do that. Well, somebody needs to do something to get out of this vicious cycle. And then once he takes that step and comes out of the vicious cycle, then all of this money is available to him. He's taken this training. He can become something else. This man is really interested in massage therapy. He can get a certification and go out, put himself out there and give massages to those people that need them. Everybody loves massage, a good massage, and a lot of demand is there for good massage therapists. Start off somewhere, get a clientele, put yourself out there. But it doesn't happen if this man is not willing to take the first step. Another person I met, he wants to open a restaurant and he's got people who are willing to partner with him and he's waiting for something to happen before he takes the step. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Some of them are valid and some of them not so valid, but still getting out of these excuses and breaking free, going out there, doing what is required to make the money that is going to come to you. Another person who's a beautician, she owns a beauty parlor. She actually owns four of them. But she loses customers so fast because of lack of skilled workers. Her demand for these supplies, for these services are pretty high. And she doesn't have enough people. She doesn't have the manpower to get this work done. And then... When people don't get appointments, they leave her. They go to somebody else, someone else who's willing to take care of them, to give them a better service, at least have appointments available. People really put themselves into a tight place and don't want to break free and don't want to expand and don't want to attract the money that can come to them. And this is a big block. And this block is something that each person needs to look at. What is it that's blocking me from going ahead and making the kind of money that I really need to make? This is a very, very good question. And we can leave this question with you to ask yourself 
Remember, the law of attraction is going to help. It is going to help. It just needs you to do something physical, even the smallest thing that you can do to get out of the situation. Because Fictitious Jane needs to do some small thing to get out of the situation that she is stuck in and to expand, go to another level where a lot of other things can be attracted to her. Whatever it is that she needs to do, if she can keep in her mind the money that she can make, she can do this. She can expand to greater levels. She can change her career. She can add on various business partners. She can add on various businesses. She can do so much more. And as she prepares herself to expand, that much more money is attracted to her aura. Her aura is going to be crammed with money, literally like so much money. I don't know what to do with it. That's money manifestation for you. That's joyful manifestation for you. Think joyfully. What is it that you would like to do? What is it that you would like to create? How much money would you like to make? Put in some joyful vibrations and joyfully manifest it. We're stepping into soulmate manifestation now. Love and sex. We'll take a short break, listen to some music, and come back soon. So hold on tight. For the ladies.
gentlemen. Hi, this is Ayu for the Joyful Manifestation Show. Welcome back. We are into soulmate manifestation now. Love and sex. The energy of love and the energy of sex. Both are really, really good for the law of attraction to work for you. When you think of your soulmate, what you feel is love and what you can feel is a desire for sex. Your soulmate is not supposed to bring up brotherly feelings, sisterly feelings, or any other kind of sibling-related feelings inside you, nor that of a real true friend. A friend is platonic. So you feel a connection with your friend, but it's different. You can talk to your friend, you can say things to them, but a soulmate is different because it's supposed to bring up feelings of romance, passion, wanting, longing, desire, all the good stuff. Getting confused between friendship and romance happens quite a lot. Let's take fictitious Jane. She had this friend. He was her friend for years. Suddenly, we don't know what happened. Well, we kind of know what happened, but both of them ended up having sex. It changed the whole landscape for them. They tried to put it behind them and go back to their friendship. Oh, but everything has changed. Fictitious Jane. And the boy, let's say his name is John, fictitious John. Well, Jane and John had sex. And this has upset their friendship, their buddy-buddy closeness. Now they're aware of each other on another level. So that's what it is all about. It is about being aware of somebody in a certain way. Not platonically anymore, but a different element, a different angle, a different aspect. So, fictitious Jane finds out fictitious John had a small, tiny crush on her for a little bit of time, but he didn't do anything about it because he thought fictitious Jane was busy dating other men, getting in and out of relationships with other men. So he just kept the friendship part alive and active and didn't persuade or pursue fictitious Jane in a romantic way. He just kept it as friendship. While he went about doing his own things, of course, this delayed fictitious Jane and John's possible relationship for years. So they just went on and on. She dated other people and he just was her friend. This went on for a few years until fate brought them together or destiny or forces brought them together into having passionate sex. Oh, now that's it. Oh, they can't go back to their friendship anymore. Though they did try. They tried for several months. You know, this was a mistake. We should never have done this. Oh, you know, the sex was a mistake. Let's go back to our friendship. 
that's what we are, blah, blah, blah. And they tried and they tried for some time. It didn't happen. The forces brought them together again and they had sex again. Okay, so now what? We keep having sex and we're still friends? Oh, friends with benefits. They didn't want to put them into that category. And anyway, what is friends with benefits? You're friends and you've got benefits of sex, but you're not really going forward into a relationship. So you just kind of give it a title of your friends with benefits. I don't think it really works for extended periods of time. Someone's going to get emotionally involved. There's going to be feelings involved here. One person's going to be jealous while the other person's, you know, doing it with somebody else. So friendship with benefits, I'm not really sure how long it works. And sex is something beyond friendship. You can be friendly, but it takes you out of the platonic zone and puts you into physical chemistry, physical touching and feeling and feeling each other's bodies close to each other. And how can you now go back to friendship and say, oh, we're just friends? So this is what fictitious Jane, fictitious John, they had this problem. They tried the friends with benefits afterwards and that didn't work because their feelings got affected and they just liked each other as people. It wasn't just like a booty call. It wasn't a one night stand. They felt something for each other as people. And when you have sex and you feel for each other and like each other as people, then it kind of takes the whole thing to another level because here there is friendship and here there is liking and love. And the whole thing, you know, when it comes together, it can be a situation for true love and recognizing that it is possible to feel true love in a passionate way for a friend. After some time, it is quite possible. So pictures Jane and John went on and on for some time. They tried the friends with benefits. It didn't work. John started to feel jealous now of the men that fictitious Jane kept or would have kept company with because, yes, men were still after fictitious Jane. I mean, men don't stop coming after somebody just because someone is committed to someone or somebody likes somebody. Men still come around. But what they do with it is a different thing. So fictitious Jane, however, even though she had all these men coming around, her feelings were involved now, and she started to refuse these men and stop dating them. Fictitious John, in the meantime, started to have bigger commitment issues than he has had in his life. They all kicked in and he started to experience that feeling, you know, as long as it was friendship, it was fine. As long as it was sex, it was fine. Even though he wanted her, but she was with other people. So he kept himself away from her and all of these things were happening. And as he found that his feelings or fictitious Jane was so strong, without knowing his commitment issues started to hit in because all these issues were inside his subconscious mind and conscious mind, actually, it had, <laughs> he knew about it. But when everything came together really, really strong for him, he found he could no longer evade his feelings for Jane. He couldn't. Because it was all there. He liked her as a person. They were friends. 
He respected her. He liked her body. <laughs> well, he found her attractive. The sex was really good. They had this chemistry. They had this passion. Feelings of jealousy were strong now. He didn't like her with somebody else. Just the thought of it made him, no, no way, no, this is not happening. I'm not going to see her with someone else. So all of this came together and he knew, okay, this is it. This is love. And when he was doubtful, he said, this could be love. So sometimes it's like, oh, this could be love. Is it love? Oh, maybe it's love. Maybe it's not love. And that, oh, it is love. So people change, you know, they're like, okay, maybe it's love. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it could be love. Oh, is it love? Oh, oh, no, maybe it is. No, it's not. No, it is. Confusion and love. And that's fine. That doesn't make it not love. It's still love. And then the commitment issues. Okay, now if this is love, what am I supposed to do next? Am I supposed to take it to the next level? Oh God, what is it? We could get married then. We could stay together. We could really like each other and love each other for the rest of our lives. And all of these things started happening to him. And his commitment issues started coming in. No, you can't do this. You're going to be caught. You're an independent person. You can't do this. You can't date any other people. You can't touch anybody else. You can't even look at them sometimes. All of this happened and he sorted it through because the thought of her being somebody else was not acceptable to him. And you know, soulmate love can support you forever and ever. It can make an unsuccessful man successful. It can do so many things. The magic of a soulmate is something that can be kept around you as a protective cloak. And you can take it and do with it what you want to do because it is a supply of energy to you that you can use for yourself and you could bring yourself to different levels. Long story short, here's the issue. Jane was having all of the same feelings. And oh, I used to date other people while he was my friend. Now what happened? What happened to me now? Why is it hard for me to date other men? Oh, is it because I had sex with him? Well, fictitious Jane, you put your hands on his body. You had sex with him. You united with him. You merged with him. Your bodies came together, you know, and you already liked him as a person. So that was a lot. This could be love. And she was admitting it to herself. Now she wanted a commitment because she has the female mind and many women want commitment. Once they know they're in love, oh, now I need a commitment now because what if I give my soul and my heart and my body and everything to him and he goes off with somebody else and I'm going to be left behind. I can't handle this. I need a commitment. Hence, they went into soulmate manifestation. Fictitious Jane decided to manifest him using soulmate manifestation principles. They went together and she found that she could attract him in different ways, get rid of his commitment issues, and actually get a marriage proposal from him, which is what she did. And her heart was at ease because now he had proposed to her, he had committed to her, he had declared her his woman and that he was not going to be with anybody else, not even a few feet near somebody else. See, a woman wants a man to confide in her, 
to be her best friend, but also to be her lover, protector, companion, travel with her, do things with her. So she wants a true soulmate relationship, and there is nothing wrong in that. Why settle for less when you can have it all? And that's what fictitious Jane decided, that she's not going to let him just be her friend. She's not going to let him just be her lover. She's not just going to let it be friends with benefits. But she was taking it all the way into commitment and marriage. She managed to have it all. She did it using soulmate manifestation principles. And well, she has a nice engagement ring to show for it. This is Ayer for the Joyful Manifestation Show. We're at the end of our show now. We're signing off soon. We will meet again two weeks later, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, if you would like Soulmate Manifestation Coaching, do contact me on soulmatemanifestation.com or joyfulmanifestation.com. If you want help with making tons of money, do contact me again. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of the day. Joyful Manifestation Show is now broadcasting live on over a hundred digital stations. These stations include 24 foreign stations in over 13 countries and social media websites, which include Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. You can hear us live on iTunes, Spreaker, LA Radio FM, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, AHA Radio, and more. And you can always catch the podcast for the Joyful Manifestation Show on iHeartRadio, among others. Joyful Manifestation Show is heard all over the world. We'll take you where you want to go.